Welcome to Solation with Sharon Marine on Lift Your Spirits Radio. I will be your host every third Friday of the month on 1150 AM KKNW Seattle, inspiring you to thrive from the inside out. Hello, Nathan, right? Yes, that's me. Good morning, Sharon. Nice to meet you for the first time. Oh my gosh, I really love your voice. Oh, thank you. You know, I should get a job in like this particular industry. I've been thinking about it one day. Uh, it involves, uh-huh. you know, getting onto the air and talking on the radio. I think that's uh-huh. something I should consider. A lot you of people tell me that. Me? <laughs> Do you remember that um, it was in my day that was the nighttime radio where the guy talked and lulled you to sleep with his voice? Hello, this is nighttime talk radio and before i knew what i was drifting off into la la land uh, <laughs> not that you're boring it's just that you have a very soothing voice so. not in that particular instance for me but i do knew plenty of people that you know when i listened to them it's like yeah you had to have been doing some sort of voiceover work in your past like they'd just be like a reader at church or something like that and i would have just that kind of instinct about them that they're at one point being and voiceover work. Yeah, it sounds great. Well, I'm sure glad you're here to uh, start the show out for us and to help uh, Christine Moreland and I connect via Zoom to bring it to the radio. Now, what a crazy world that is. Hey, I'm in North Bend on my balcony and she's in her special little place and you're in a radio station and we're all just joining our intentions together to bring you the show. And I want to Say thank you so much to Christine for joining me. It's like God Hall has a way of just aligning things perfectly. Uh, the spirit aligns. I don't have to panic about finding the right guest, but it comes to my mind to reach out. And it's not always that smooth, but in this case, it was with you. And I'm so thankful. And I want to tell our audience a little bit about how we have crossed paths because we have never really met in person. We were looking at each other face to face, but a dear friend of mine is part of rest and she mentioned you and she said, you have got to have this woman on your show. She is the powerhouse. She is the one that drives the community connections. She is the one that can express the heart of rest. So I want to say thank you so much. And we're going to just dive right in and just tell us a little bit about yourself, anything you want to tell us about our, your family, why yeah. you're passionate about rest. How did you get involved with rest and why does it even matter? Thank you. So nice to meet you, Sharon. Yeah. And we are connected also with my mother who visits one of your shops. So it is it is God's work here. I'm working the magic. Um, I am the community engagement coordinator over at REST, and I'm so grateful to be um, REST as an organization that lifts up about 650 survivors out of human sex trafficking a year. And so I get the privilege of connecting the community to that greater cause. Um, I come from a life of a bit of a chaos, if you will, um, but I had stability at some points that really engaged me in a better understanding of how to love on humans a bit harder in my world. So, you know, I grew up with a homeless father, um, addicted, and unfortunately, he was not in my life growing up, and so I grew up with a really um, a strong mother who, unfortunately, you know, she was working several jobs as we were growing up, and that kind of left us 
in the hands of um, other community members who unfortunately um, that led to my experience in some of the sex trafficking world and and things like that um, and then you know growing up we had some controversial things and things such as you know not the the inability to have all the right foods and things like that and so my mom just worked really hard and um, we were left with a neighbor who helped raise us and unfortunately she shot and killed herself when I was 11 and so it's just kind of one thing after the other, if you will, but my mother, you know, never taught me to be a victim of our circumstances. She just continuously taught us how to give back and when people are in hard spots, bring them together. And so um, I was fortunate enough to get into a corporate world of giving. Um, I was a mortgage loan officer for 20 years. And so that's kind of where the connecting of the community really was defined for me. Started with some sock drives, turned those into large coat drives, worked along Seattle's Union Gospel Mission for many years, building some outreach. Um, COVID hit like anybody else. I had to take a hiatus from my giving, um, my giving heart, and um, it killed me inside. To be honest with you, Sharon, I I did not thrive at all during COVID. I really lost the connection of humanity and giving back and touching people. I do a lot of outreach and I walk alongside a lot of people when it comes to um, connection and. And so my son actually at 16 was looking for his first job and that was on Indeed. And I saw a job posting for REST and it said community engagement coordinator. And I read what REST's mission was and I fully knew at that moment that that was God's path for me. And I made the call and your beautiful friend, Lisa, called me back and they offered me the job. And so, it's, so I've been there since December. Um, and I can tell you that it has been such a beautiful experience learning how rest gets involved in walking alongside the survivors coming out of sex trafficking and the ways that we can get the community engaged in giving back too. So yeah, God's will is on a mission right now. <laughs> it's great. That sounds so great. And my, my mind is, feels like there's right now BBs going all over because I most do when they talk to me most do yes (laughs) and and it's such a beautiful way and this was something I was contemplating uh, last night as I was uh, preparing in my heart for this conversation and let's just dive in because you triggered the thought again in my mind and it's about compassion and it may sound strange but I saw it in your face because I can see you on zoom I can hear it in your voice and it's about your upbringing Okay, so mm-hmm. it so much right in your heart. I hear clarity. I hear forgiveness. I hear perspective. I hear a willingness to gather up your upbringing and wrap it into the package of your ministry, so to speak, right now. So I want to congratulate you on that. And as you know, we- one of my sayings is that there's um, pain, there's beauty from the pain, and nothing is in vain. Uh, and absolutely, I was rereading uh, the book um, Man's Search for Meeting uh, yesterday, and then there was some quotes by Eckhart Tolle about suffering. I mean, Jesus said something about suffering, and what is it, that mystery, and I'll say this over and over again, the mystery of suffering that is the catalyst for um, change in this world. Completely. And if we- And so when we talk about compassion, oftentimes it's uh, it's easy to find compassion for uh, someone that's somewhat innocent, so to speak, and they're a victim of circumstances. But oftentimes when we think about people in sex trafficking, our minds often go right to judgment. You know, they're there because they deserve it. They did it because of their choices. And. So I would like you to spend a moment about 
the role that compassion plays in helping these women come out of their circumstances. And I thank you for that. And yeah. then I'm going to back back up and talk a little bit about stats, but I want to get into the juices. Yeah. Stuff. No, and I appreciate you saying that because the reality is, is is just what that is, right? It's it's almost empty. Everybody has a story, especially the survivors coming out of sex trafficking. If you can imagine what they go through, just with the experience alone of getting into that work, it, it's it's generational traumas. It can mm. often be their own mothers who are trafficking them. It can be from kidnappings. It can be because they're bridging a gap in poverty. It can be so many different variations that if we come in it from a judgmental stance and not a compassionate heart, we are literally re-traumatizing these survivors over and over again, because the only thing they ever have been is unloved, judged, disposable, broken, and yeah. it's our job in this world to wrap our arms around them and not, you know, not save them, but walk alongside them, create pathways for freedom, give them hope, give them, you know, skills in all due respect that allow for them to really navigate their way out of this life. I mean, mm -hmm. if, if you haven't walked alongside a survivor and you're faced with judgment, my whole heart says, call rest ask what you can do to better understand. And I really mean that because even though I come from a life of some experience and I've been in the world of giving back and outreach work, I never even knew the lengths of what these survivors go through ever and all the many stories and all the many backgrounds and all the many traumas that take place when it comes to this. So you have to leave with compassion. So thank you for that, Sharon. Thank you. Appreciate you know, and that. statistically, yes. I'm happy to divide it. You know, statistically, we serve anywhere between 600 and 70, 750, 750 survivors a year. And I have to say, you know, rest was, um, rest came into this with the, 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 we exist to expand the pathways to freedom, safety, and hope. So we'll just say that we have a 24-hour hotline where we have calls coming in daily of people in need saying, I, I'm escaping my trafficker. Help me. Get me out of this. We have a woman that you know came to us with a broken leg and, and we were able to provide emergency services to come around and provide love and care for that person. And so the 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 um the trafficking numbers and st statistics grow every day. I don't generally lead with those because it's almost impossible to state what the true facts are because there's so many and so much hidden. Well, there was recently, as you well know, and I'm sure our audience will recognize the Sound of Freedom, the movie that came out, very controversial, right? Um, people said the numbers were inflated worldwide, that the, the story was, it's uh, sensationalized. And then some said it's conspiracy, but you can say from, from firsthand experience that this is, this is the real deal. This isn't a James Bond yeah. movie. This is, well, I mean, I think there's some part of it that we don't like that survive, like the, you know, that kind of go out there and save them. That savior mentality is that often can be re-traumatizing. I think for my, mm -hmm. my perspective, that's probably the part of the movie that's a little bit more like, Oh, but on the flip side, you know, 
it's very real. I mean, the, there's trafficking all over international, um, you know, on our grounds. I think if anything, it brought this to light and more people are talking about it. And awareness is the right thing for prevention, um, for people to really start opening their eyes and being able to talk about this. You know, I mean, lots of people weren't even able to talk about this subject, let alone understand it. Um, so I actually thank the movie for coming out in that light. You know, I definitely think we need to understand that this is in our own backyard, though. You know, we are in a, in a country in Seattle, Washington. I mean, we are we are a, a city that is filled with sex trafficking right now, as I'm sure quite a few people can see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it is it is a challenge. You know, we've come through so much as a society and to revisit something that is it's sad, it's traumatizing. But we really want to focus on the really great things that you are doing at rest. And that's one of the things I was so excited to have you on because, you know, somebody I was talking to somebody the other day and they were talking about all that's going on in the world. You know, uh, why mm -hmm. ever you believe stuff is happening, stuff is happening and we're facing it. Right. The philosophy. Certainly point is um and they they just seemed so overwhelmed by the big picture and i believe that we are like it is if we each begin to vibrate at a higher level get to influence people from the heart and fulfill our own mission that the world will shift it will begin to vibrate and that's what i believe rest is doing rest in providing a haven one woman at a time now we're going to be going to a 100%. break shortly but would you just tell our audience a little bit about your nighttime routine what do you do when you get out on the streets and you help these women it's it's at night huh? right it can be a um yeah i mean this the isn't for those faint-hearted yeah. yeah, it's not. I mean, they go to places that they're what most people consider dark, dark places, mm -hmm. scary places. Um, but there's a mission and a mission to present that love and the hope. I want to say that again, when you become people's constant, when rest continuously shows up at one moment, it's going to be God's timing. It's going to be the right time. And that hope will reflect. I can promise you that I've seen it in the survivor's eyes when they walk through our emergency receiving center. I've seen it through. I've heard it through the calls and their voices when they connect to somebody on the other line. It's a gift that rest gets to have to go out and build the trust in these darker areas while doing outreach because eventually it's going to be the right time when that survivor needs us most beautiful and can you give me a couple minute one and a half minute um description on how rest came to be who who had the vision who had the heart yeah. make this happen Two beautiful women certainly did. Um, and this is about 15 years ago. They went out and they were doing outreach and they identified that there were women out there that were being trafficked and they couldn't sit with that, which is that aha moment. What can we do? And they went back to their church and there was an incredible man who said, how can we help support? And he's a community member. And they came together to form rest. Initially, it was ran, um, you know, in a, in a building that was shared with Seattle's Union Gospel Mission, truly doing the hands and feet. And now, as you can see, I mean, serving up to 700 survivors a year is, is something not of a short feat of amazingness. These women's hearts are are certainly for the survivors. 
That sounds, that's incredible. And I'm looking forward after the break to hearing a little bit more about maybe some specific stories, you know, telling about women that rose above and have gone forward. So you're listening to Solation with Sharon Maureen on Lift Your Spirits Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back for more. Get ready for an adventure that will ignite you from the inside out. Join us for the Solation Backpacking Retreat, September 18th through 20th, 2023, in the Suquamish region of Washington. Immerse yourself in the beauty of nature, revive your spirit, and form deep connections with like-minded women. Experience the vibrant, alive wilderness like never before. Hike through lush forests, camp under the starlit sky, and find solace by tranquil waters. Visit SharonMaureen.com and email now for more information. Thinking about getting away for a day or an overnight stay? Pristine Pacific Northwest Island beauty is closer and more affordable than you may think. From unspoiled hills to uncrowded Puget Sound shoreline, from wildlife and stately evergreen forests to bald eagles and blue herons, Whidbey and Camino Islands have it all. They're both located in Puget Sound and are an easy drive from either Seattle or Vancouver, B.C. Both islands are accessible by bridge, and each island is a wonder of nature and scenic beauty to be enjoyed by the entire family. To visit this classic Pacific Northwest experience, visit WhidbeyCamanoIslands.com or like them on Facebook to see all they have to offer. You'll discover that island time is just a short drive away and can be affordably yours this weekend. Whidbey and Camano Islands, the shortest distance to far away. Lift your spirits with me, Dina Marie, on Whidbey Island. I'll be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. Retreats include a healing session for your body, your mind, and your spirit. You receive a Reiki session plus a chakra reading, experience a labyrinth in the woods, take a walk on the beach, and enjoy downtown Langley with me. Retreats are customized for you or a group of friends. You can visit dina-marie.com to connect with me today. Island time is waiting for you. Some people know a good thing when they hear it. Alternative Talk 1150. Thank you you, for listening to Solation with Sharon Marine on Lift Your Spirits Radio. And we've been talking with Christine Moreland, and she is with REST, helping women get out of sex trafficking, giving them a second chance at life. Uh, Earlier in the show, we were talking a little bit about compassion and what does compassion look like and what do we do with judgments and what does rest actually do? Like they get down to the nitty gritty. They're on the streets at nighttime helping these women find the light to get out of the darkness they no longer want to be a part of. So, Christine, thank you so much for taking the time. And I know you're on your way to to something to, uh, I'm sure, something for rest. And I know that your heart, <laughs> as you share in your yes, testimony, ma'am. is totally for these women. And what I would like to do um, before we get into specific 
uh, stories, and I know you won't be sharing any names, but can you just share the basic process? What does it look like to get these women out of sex trafficking? Thank you. Go for it. Yeah, so I want to mm-hmm. I want to mention that the average age of a woman entering sex trafficking or getting trafficked in and or boy is 12 years old. 12. Mm-hmm. Um and that's a that's a shocking number, right? And it's I think it's getting younger and younger and I don't say that for the shock factor, but I say it for the reality and to make sure that you understand that this can happen to anybody. Um, But what it looks like, let's just use an average evening of doing outreach where a woman would call in and and utilize our 24-hour emergency line and they need safety that evening. And so they would come into our emergency shelter where we allow for the women to have 30 days of reprieve, just take a breath. If you can imagine a quota of $1,000 a night. There's no reprieve. It's fight or flight all day and it's exhausting. And so we welcome them in with loving arms, with compassion, and we just let them take a breath. We feed them. They get showered. We have a clothing closet, which we're always looking for donations, that we can get them a new clean pair of clothing um, and just wrap our loving arms around them. Um, And then there's transitions into programs, which include helping them with job placement, helping them with detox, if there's a drug addiction, wrapping mental health care around them, and just really loving on them exactly where they are. And that's the important part, is that we have to walk alongside them through their journey, not ours, or not our will, because everybody else has pushed their will on them. Um, and then we also have, when, when and if they are ready to go into transitional, we have two transitional homes that allow for them to stay um, in stability, long-term stable housing, where we continue to do continuum of care. And so it's a really 360 picture that REST provides, but any survivor can plug and play in that spot wherever they are um, seeing is most needed for their for their moment. You know, that's the that, again, that's just the most important part, meeting them where they are at. That's beautiful. And if you saw when you walk into rest, you see all the artwork of the survivors. I mean, we have art classes and things like that to help them kind of, you know, express some of their traumas and be able to release some of that. And it is just it's a place of beauty. It really is in serenity where you could just take that breath. It's so important. You said an interesting phrase, and maybe you could expound on it just a little bit more. You said when and if. Now, so the average person might say, which I've heard about homeless, about prostitution, about sex trafficking is, come on, why don't you just make the choice and get off the street? Right. And you, But right. you qualified when and if. Speak to the importance of, of choice and... Yeah. That this good. isn't about handcuffing and pulling people off the street. Why is it a choice? Why is it a win and if? Well, when you've been trafficked, you have no choice. The, the trafficking, the reason why they're in trafficking circumstances, you have no choice, whether that be at the court of a pimp, whether that be a court of the poverty that you're in, whether that be survival skills, whether it be learned behaviors. I mean, these are these are intense traumas that are super deep that take a lot of time to help release the chains of, right? If you are a woman who is trafficking yourself to feed your children, the path to get out of that is very difficult because you have to create a pathway for her to be able to successfully feed her children without doing the trafficking. And that's a long-term process, right? And oftentimes that's generational. And so we have to convince, be able, not convince, but be able to 
peel back all those layers. And that is, that's the long term. I say when and if, because it's not that they don't want to not live the life. It's that there's also pimps on a corner holding a gun to their head, threatening their families. There's Johns that are in high power positions who manipulate women, you know, women of color oftentimes when they are, you know, there's just, there's a level that people do not understand of what it takes to get out of this dark world. When you've been kidnapped in and taken to another state and you don't know where you are, would you trust mm -hmm. just calling some organization and hoping that you can get out of this? No, there's so much that they have to build to get that trust back. And so that's for that six times on this, on this show. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, we we lost you a little bit there, so I just wanted to make sure we had. Well, oh, yeah. So, so thank you. We it it is true. It's not as simple as you know, like we think. And and sometimes people can yeah. be so, you know, uh, self righteous that they don't understand the deeper picture. And um, you know, Jesus said the least of these. You know, you take care of the least of these. It's not that they're least valuable. It's that they're the ones that have been more victim of circumstance than the average person. So I really yeah. appreciate what, what rest does for that. You know, do you network with any other organizations nationally or inner inner states? Absolutely. Rest is a, is a, um, a force when it comes to um, being a resource to all organizations organizations throughout the greater you know United States and there's lots of collaboration um, that our our directors have directly with other organizations to make sure that we're not working in silo you know I think that's a big thing that we come together as organizations to lift up these survivors because we there's more power in numbers right and some organizations are doing one type of work and we are doing another and we just need to be working together so there's places like best um, ops there's there's several organizations that we we align with aurora commons and such as well so um yeah that's a great question and some of that's also on our website that's beautiful and normally this the next question would be something i'd ask maybe at the end of a show but i want to give you the opportunity to talk to it in september you have a fundraising event coming yeah. up uh september 30th Thank i believe you. Yeah, yes, and I, I don't want to say that. I, I It looks like a fun event and, and an opportunity for people to get involved on a very practical level. Can you talk to us about your, I, it looks like a pretty poshy event to my, to me. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, no, we are really excited. It's called a night of rest. Um, and it is September 30th at the um, Grand Sheraton downtown. We are excited because we have an opportunity um, to showcase what rest really does for our survivors that evening. We also have survivors coming to speak, uh, you know, their truths, which I think is so beautiful. And we get to look around in a room and see the community that's coming together to lift up and support our survivors. We have a need. There are tickets for sale, no question. We are definitely looking for sponsors who would come alongside us and put their name up and say, we want to walk alongside rest and help support the survivors every year. And we are looking for auction items, which is always a fun way for the community to get involved. You know, some people go, oh, ha, I have a, you know, I have a house that would be willing to donate. And, you know, some of these donations, albeit they may go for $2,000, you might not think that's a lot, but the amount of survivors that a dollar like that 
you know, can lift up is a really beautiful thing. So I, I encourage our community to get involved with this night. I really, really do. We need small auction items, large ticket sales and sponsors and attendees. Right. I'm excited. You can see the smile on my face because it is I, an incredible evening. I wish I could so, show it. You know, I wish I could show your beautiful smile because I can see her on Zoom. You, the audience, can't, but she is glowing, and and in fact, she's, she's th you're thriving at what you found is your passion, and I, it's it's so true that we can help these women thrive. That's my passion to see women thrive yes. from inside out and never discount anybody's ability to to rise above, to walk through, to you know, to see that pinnacle. There's somebody, someone. That's what yes. I always say. Oh. These are somebody's someone. And every one of these women matter. And mm -hmm. the work that rest does is most often performed by survivors themselves. Mm -hmm. And so please, when you look at things like that, consider that part. You have strong women who have come out of these circumstances and are turning around and giving their love back. I mean, yeah, it gives me the goosebumps and it makes me feel so important in the work that we get to do. It's an honor. Yeah. It really, really is. God chose quite the, the work. I'm looking forward to hearing more stories. But before we move to that, I would like to talk to you a little bit about the psychology of getting into sex trafficking and staying there sure. and what triggers that question is most recently the blog where we talked about a young woman who actually started out with a relationship she thought was innocent and ended up being sure. the victim of trafficking so it's not always as cut and dried as we think and it's not always people that come from just down and out home no. it could be That's some what we call grooming too though there's a lot of grooming and you know social media has opened up the grooming uh heavily so if you will you know you have a young girl who let's just say is going through you know kind of the ends or the beginning of uh, you know um, transitioning hormones and all those things that kind of come raging in and you get exposed to looking at you know am I too fat am I not pretty enough and and so they express that outwardly and you know you meet the right boy if you will and that boy tells you you're beautiful and that boy you know, gets your nails done. And that boy starts to remind you of things that your family's not good at, but that he is, right? And so starting to create this disconnect between that, that child and their family members. And so that they only can rely and trust that one, you know, man. And slowly but surely, they just start to embrace the control over that girl. They control the mind, they control the body, they control the finances. And before they know it, they're trapped they are performing. And that happens really quickly because the mind of a girl going through, you know, just their own feelings can be manipulated easily, especially in our society right now with all the messages put out there. You know, you're not good enough. You're not worthy enough. You're not meant for anything. I mean, I had circumstances being told that I never contributed to things. You're not, you don't contribute. You're not this. And when you're all the time and somebody comes in and lifts you up, and then says, you know, but now if you just do this one thing for me, just do this one thing for me, I'll love you even more. And can mm. you imagine what that even more love feels like to a girl that doesn't have any or was, con you know, that maybe their father's an alcoholic and, you know, just yells at them all night or day. It means mm. a lot. And they'll it do really that does. one little thing. Yeah. And that one little thing then turns into 
consistent turnover and and it doesn't stop and then they become disposable and to me that's the worst part when you become disposable it's interesting that these people that do the trafficking they have some pretty intense knowledge of what it takes to manipulate they have some psychology i mean they're not you know we see them as down and out rotten people but they're actually really intelligent and uh, know how to to manipulate and that's not that's yeah, a cancer groom too yeah it's it's just such a yeah. such a yeah. um a humbling thought and i often say uh thereby the grace of god go i I remember being raised in california as a young child a single mom uh she was uh in and you know had multiple relationships i was left alone and i was like you described love hungry you know and i remember just if it was just the right person and a couple of people that were very uh nice to me but as a child i knew ooh something was off about them but i uh-huh. uh, it's it, it it's scary how quick it can happen and i am sad that in our society we are in a place where this has to be a major concern and yeah, so it does it really uh, does you need to pay attention to your kids social medias as well i mean that's another thing that i think is you, you, we we get kind of lack if you will and we don't we don't pay attention and we have to the predators are out there and they are they're they're praying you give them the platform to pray and they will and and we've certainly created those those circumstances yeah and it happens i one of my um my daughters came to me and was discussing a certain interaction with an older gentleman and i was listening to her reading the text and i said to her honey and she's 20 years old honey this is not okay do you understand do you see the languaging but she's such a sweet and innocent person she's just well mom he's just an old man and i just wanted to be nice and i was like her she could have been one of those people just because she thought she he was a lonely old man and she wanted to be sure to help him so uh none of us are above we need to be aware I agree. You mentioned social media being one of the main influencers before we go to a break. What do you think? Why is it so prevalent? What are other influencing factors? Well, it's a very easy way for the predator to hide behind, you know, another image. Right. And so Mm -hmm. they don't even have to show their face when they are responding to a, you know, let's just put it out there. A young girl's post that says, I I hate my mom. She made me feel this way today. And it's an instant in for them to say, ah, your mom's going to continue to make you feel that. And it just starts that grooming process. But the girl only has the image of what they are being told is on the other end, you know, a 16 year old boy or whatever that looks like to lure them into the spot for this next steps for the kidnapping. Yeah. So at this point, are you thinking that social media is a primary influence or um, is it? I think it's a contributing. It's one of many. It's hard Mm -hmm. to even pinpoint what it's out there. You know, after COVID, it certainly has increased as well, the -hmm. trafficking numbers and such. And so there's so many factors. We also have a drug epidemic that is raging through our country. Mm -hmm. And that certainly contributes to it. Do you find that it's primarily men that are doing the pimping or are there other women manipulating? Is Do we distinguish? Have we been too stereotypical in our beliefs about who will do what? I would like to just say, don't be naive. Don't be naive to think that it can't 
come from all sides. It absolutely is. Mm -hmm. Remember when I said it's generational as well. So oftentimes the pimps are the women because they are then turning around and repimping other women that are either below them or daughters of, and it's because it's all they know. It's because it's what they're taught. It's because it's what their mother did. It's because it's what their grandmother did. Wow. I mean, it, it's hard to break the chains. I know. And, you know, I adopted my oldest son. And before I did, you know, at 11 years old, he had some experiences in group homes. And I am mm -hmm. grateful that that experience didn't stand because he would have been groomed into being a pimp. He was in Las Vegas, Nevada. And I know for a fact, because I had men calling me saying, give me that boy. And that is where we have to watch on all sides and be so very, very careful, very careful. Well, we're getting ready to go to a break. And so prepare your mind and begin to think about some special people you would like to share about and how they've come through. I'm. This is a part I'm really looking forward to is seeing and hearing about their survival survivors. And I really want to thank all of you for joining joining us on uh, Solation Radio. I know this is a challenging topic, but it's important that we hear. So thank you for joining Sharon Maureen on Lift Your Spirits Radio. And don't go away. We will return with more. If you feel stressed, overwhelmed, or stuck, join me, Dina Marie, at Marla Williams Transformational Retreat at the Bow Sanctuary in Bow, Washington. I have personally experienced transformation by working with Marla. If you are ready to experience a calm like you have never had before, feel more joy and happiness within, and get immediate results that last, join me at this amazing three-day wellness retreat and transform your life into one you love living. Go to MarlaWilliams.net and click on Retreat to sign up today. Feeling the need to get away and reconnect with Mother Nature? Located on Whitby Island, Earth Sanctuary is a peaceful and magical sculpture garden, nature reserve, and retreat center with two miles of nature trails, three bird-filled ponds, and a variety of powerful sacred spaces, including a labyrinth, stone circles, and medicine wheels. Come and enjoy the wonders of nature and experience personal renewal, spiritual growth, and healing today. Visit earthsanctuary.org or the Earth Sanctuary on Facebook for more information. Hello, my name is Sharon Maureen, the owner of Twin Peaks Nutrition and Wellness in North Bend, Washington. I am a life coach, mentor, and I am the creatrix of the Solation System, looking at nutrition, offering tools, techniques, and routines to help women thrive through challenges and change. I offer decades of expertise as an herbalist, fitness coach, and health enthusiast. I can customize a program uniquely for you, expanding your inner strength, wisdom, and resiliency through small, daily commitments to yourself. Reach out to me today at SharonMarine.com. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 AM KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries. You can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Alternative Talk 1150, online at 1150kknw.com. 
Welcome back to Solation with Sharon Maureen on Lift Your Spirits Radio. This morning we are discussing sex trafficking in the Seattle area and even worldwide how it's influencing and uh, the world. My special guest here is uh, Christine Moreland and definitely feel the energy and the heart of this woman to see women thrive when they come out of sex trafficking and she's been talking to us a little bit about how they get there, uh, the psychology behind sex trafficking. It's it's not as simplified, and it's all usually based in in need, right, or conditioning. And then the term grooming and what person doesn't want to feel loved and accepted mm-hmm. and feel like even if it's debased in our judgment, still feel like somehow they matter to someone. And that begins to be the cannon fodder, the fuel that drives these people. And it's not until someone provides them with a safe way out, a a system, a plan. And that's what rest does. And do not estimate the day of a small thing. There are millions Mm. of sex trafficking victims in the world Rest at this point is hap- uh, helping about 750, if not more women. And that is a significant movement for change. So let's begin to talk a little bit about rest. Yeah. Can you just share an example or maybe two of people, women that you have helped get out, seeing them through the rest process and see how they are living and thriving right now. Sure, sure. Let me tell you a story, a little one about Emma. Um, She ran from her trafficker, and while getting away, she broke her leg. Um, This was after many multiple attempts of trying to get away. She actually jumped out of a second-story window with a gun pointed at her. She had nowhere to go, um, and of course, not letting go of her fears of her determination, and it's because rest was consistent, um, Mm -hmm. being present in her life. She knew who to call and where to come, and she came to rest, and she entered our emergency shelter. Um, You know, we embraced her with all the love and support, like I said, we do, Um, and within a month, she secured a job. She was 30 days clean. And she was part of an, a, an NA group. Um, and now she has continued to support herself and her sobriety. And it just really took that consistency of knowing rest was there at that moment she needed us most. And escaping her trafficker for that last time and the extreme even physical pain of breaking your leg and still running is just a testament to a not only her survival skills, but the mission of getting to rest so that she could wrap around with safety, love, and care. So there's Emma's story, I think, was just profound, right? 30 days securing a job and and getting sober is is not a little feat in anybody's life, let alone somebody that's going through that trauma. That's a, a beautiful, beautiful story. And tell us, can you share another one? Yeah, you know, I'll tell a story of quote, unquote, Sarah, Jane Doe. Um, I met her uh, several months ago, and she was trafficked into an encampment um, by gang members. Um, And the gang members were also participating with her father. So her father was part of this gang. 
she was trafficked in and then she was um, trafficked out of a tent multiple times a day in this encampment. I met her and she had mm. no hope in her eyes. I felt, I felt such a maternal instinct when I met this woman. She was in her mid thirties. She looked at me, I looked at her and I could see in her eyes, just utter despair, you know, get me out of here. What do I do? Please help. We immediately together called the rest hotline and we talked and she felt, you know, a sense of comfort. And I said, you know what, I'll be back the next day. And I came back the next day and I took her to detox and she ended up staying um, for seven days in detox. And then from there, we transitioned her into shelter. I um, continued to support her just as being a constant, somebody that she could call when she said, Christine, I'm going to break. I can't do this. I deserve to go back. Those were her words. I deserve to go back. I deserve to go back to a tent where multiple men a day ran through her. And it took that persistency for me to remind her of what the what it was out there. What was the love? What was the hope? What what rest could do? What other organizations do could come around and lift her up? And you know, her most important thing is that I want my kids, Christine. I want to get my kids back. And so you've got to give them something tangible, something to hope for, something to live for. And so I I fought hard with CPS. We worked hard, and um, it took her um, less than 30 days to get security in a program, get both both of her kids back. She's still thriving right now. She's three and a half months sober. She calls and texts me every day just out of accountability. And I can hear the hope in her voice now. I don't see the disparity in her eyes. And she knows that she's got that wraparound care, the continuum that people like rest give so much. It's just, it's empowering on my end to know that we have this this trust in there that's so beautiful and i keep hearing that they stay in contact with you text you so you afford them some opportunity for accountability are there other people that you incorporate into your program to be that touch point for these women is that part of what your training is about making sure that these women have okay can you tell us a little bit about that training and what it might involve and how I, for example, if I went through your training, how could I come alongside these women and help them? That's great. Great question. I always say there's a mentality of this 10 to one scenario for every one human that gets brought in. We should have 10 people wrapping around care and love. And, you know, for through rest, we have that with programs and mental health advisors and support like that. When it comes to the community, we can all do something greater. And the rest training, I I mean, for me, it changed my entire trajectory and my entire understanding of how to walk alongside a survivor coming out of sex trafficking. It is intentional work that you do during the training. It's all online. It's Thursday evenings. It's a, it's a process. Um, And I can, that's all found on the website, but I can also email you, Sharon, so you can share with your guests. But you, but through that training, you can understand, you know, if you encounter these circumstances, what to do, it really does. It teaches, it teaches the community what to see, how to, how to treat a survivor, how to understand the traumas, the generational traumas that get survivors there, the statistics of it, the whys. I mean, it is, it's beautiful. They rest put their whole heart into this training and Mm -hmm. it really really shows up because then we get that continuum of care through the community once they've gone through that training and they can come alongside us we have groups who come and just even do yard work for example at some of our transitional houses and that alone is a big deal because they've already lived in debilitated or dilapidated areas before we don't want their homes their transitional homes to look like that so there's 
beautiful flowers that get um, you know mm. planted and things and then we have other people that come in and they do you know art projects with our survivors or people who say hey I want to dive deeper what does that look like um, and there's a vetting process if you really want to dive deeper in that mm-hmm. yeah so you do have a vetting process and there is plenty of opportunity for people to get involved and that any way that you can get involved does help. And if each of us help where we feel passionate, we will make a shift and a difference in this mass, mass problem. It is, it's not talked about much because it's so uncomfortable. Um, yeah. I, so, it, but know that there truly is, there is hope and, and rest is all about that. Your website is IWantRest.com. What a beautiful statement. I want rest. I can just hear the heartbeat of these women just longing mm. for that and not believing there's any way that that's going to happen. And then rest comes along with a beautiful mm. program, a beautiful system with women like you who are willing to put their hearts and souls into making a difference. Truthfully. As you, um, as we start to bring uh, our show to a close before long, I just want to give you the floor. And you're Thank standing you. on a platform right now and our audience is vast and big and I want your heart to feel and fill with the message you have for us. What would that be, Kristen? I, um, I can't thank you enough for this because it was, I just was hoping for this moment. I have a cry to the community right now. Mm-hmm. I have a cry to the community to really take a look and say, what can I do? And, and, and if you don't know, email me at Christine at IWantRest.com and I will help you figure out what your role in this could be. I beg of the community to continue to give me a platform to speak about this. We have a corporate social responsibility in this world. And in Mm -hmm. Seattle, Washington, we have corporations that could really move the needle, really move the needle in helping our survivors, helping lift up young girls, 12-year-old girls up and out of this. I ask of these corporations or these people that work for these large corporations to go to your HR and say, I want to bring Christine Moreland in to speak to us. I want her to tell us how we as a large Amazon, Microsoft, you guys can move the needle. You have a corporate social responsibility. Let me in. Let me speak. And really, let's work together. You know, I think my biggest message, and this is God's greatest intention, is that we come together as a community and we lift up those that are the most broken. Why Mm -hmm. is that such a hard thing to do? Why? It shouldn't be. We all have a responsibility and a duty there. And if you see it, do it. You know, the hands and feet can often be hard, but let us be the hands and feet and just help us let you guide you, you know, in the community of what you can do to give back. We have a financial need that is greater than I can. It's awful to say that we can't fund and support the programs that lift young girls up and out of sex trafficking because we have a deficit right now. COVID created a deficit. If it's in your heart to give today, I truly beg of you. And that's not often that I beg, but I do it in honor of our survivors. I do it in honor of our programs. I do it in honor of the fact that we need to create more resources. I do it in honor of the fact that we need to get together and rise above this. Mm, You know, when you go and spend your next dollar, 
maybe consider what that could do for another human. And so, you know, it's just that part. It's the community part. It's, it's, it's calling somebody like myself and saying, what can I do? And it's inspiring when somebody does. That's the thing, Sharon. When somebody picks up that phone and calls me and says, Christine, how, I can, how can I help? You see this smile now? It's unbelievable what it looks like when I get that call. And I celebrate because I get to celebrate in honor of a survivor that gets yet another chance. And I share these hopeful moments with them, right? When somebody calls and says, I'm going to donate or I'm going to do this, I get to share that with a survivor. And that's when I say that the pain is not in vain and there's beauty from everything and they get to hear that like when a, a community member called they're donating a hundred dollars today in your honor imagine what mm. that feels like instead of having to work for the money you don't have mm. to work for it the community believes in the mission so that's what i want to leave you with and that's beautiful and there's and in my age group you know we i believe women are in our midlife 50s 60s 70s even we've got wisdom and we've got heart and we can mentor we yes, can come right. alongside we can be a listening ear uh we can do little projects um i know lisa and rest did a great fundraising uh movement for about three months with planking right lisa was all over the place planking and then i brought it into my shop and my in my fitness class we planked and uh in part and collected donations yes. it can be fun and then uh, we also had at my shop at twin peaks nutrition and wellness in north bend we had a clothes swap and then we collected the the best clothing not trashed stuff that was really nice and we donated it to rest so they had it in their closet so it doesn't have to be over overwhelming think think simple think practical think about ways right. that maybe you're already doing it maybe you're getting together with uh, your friends already and you can turn it into a little project a little fundraiser you know every dollar makes a difference and i encourage people to really yes. take your message to heart you know i would say drop back drop in and check in with yourself and see if there's that still small voice inside you saying it's time to make a difference. And I really want to thank you again, Christine, for your, your tenacity, you. your courage, your willingness you. to lay down your life in a very practical way, and then help others thrive from the inside out coming from the most, uh, most challenging circumstances that I can even imagine. Um, so I, and having the compassion, uh, serving without judgment, putting a call out to these corporate America <laughs> organizations, guys, what the heck give it's there. I and there's, not no agree more. Yeah. there's no Thank reason you. we, in, in a flash, we have the ability to just pretty much wipe out poverty. And what are we doing? 100%. We are, mm -hmm. we are sitting there soaking in our self-righteous, money-mongering mentality. Give it up and make a difference. So I want to thank you thank so you. much for listening to Solation. That was a very passionate ending. Thank you, Christine Moreland. Thank you for listening you. on Lift Your Spirits Radio. Join me next month, and I'll have another surprise guest. Go to SharonMaureen.com to connect with me. Or come and visit me at Twin Peaks Nutrition and Wellness in North Bend, where you'll find quality supplements, eclectic gifts, and stones, wellness service, cosmetic tattooing, and so much more. I want to spread all my love and blessing on you. Go to IWantRest.com. Donate. Give your time. Make a difference. 
it's time. Blessings so to awesome. you all. Thank you. Blessings. Thanks, Christine. Thank you.